Okay, let's just jump into this. What do you say? Yeah, I think so. I think that this episode, we're just going to jump right into it. Boom. Um, Intro first. You Well, I assume that the intro would be first. <laughs> well, I don't know. You sound like you were going to go right into it. <laughs> uh, anyways, I loved Klaus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like we haven't done it before. That's fair. That's very. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we recorded. We recorded the intro outro afterwards. Welcome back, everyone, to J and J Lose the Plot, a podcast about two friends just hanging out and having some fun. I'm your co-host Josh, and I'm Joel. And this week we're talking about Klaus, the Netflix movie. Yeah, that just came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to jump right into talking about this right movie. Right into it. So let's let's do it. Yeah. What were your first impressions? Loved it. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously beautiful. That's the that's the um, kind of the the general consensus. Right. Is that it's goddamn beautiful. It is. Um, it's it's yeah. one of the best looking movies I've seen in a very yeah. long time. Well, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, best animated movies and uh, even yeah. like the the quality of the animated movies that are coming out recently are just fantastic it's insane mm-hmm. well they're uh, trying new things right i feel like we've reached a point in technology where like people are actually like it was so long that we we're trying to imitate life and then i feel like we've gotten so close now that people are like okay life is boring though we we have it right. so let's try let's try like spider verse yeah we want some style let's try you know, Klaus. I'm very like excited for to... Scoob too. Mm-hmm. Because... But even like Scoob is still a little bit more on the realistic side. So like SpongeBob is another one that is kind of like breaking. Right. You know, all these like like those models don't work really in 3D, and like the lighting doesn't really make physical sense, and all this stuff. But it's just like, who cares? It's pretty. Like it doesn't. Right. There's I th- a reason we we're doing this. Like on a I computer, think Scoob like... is is a little bit further though than. Oh yes, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. it's definitely because, stylized. Yeah, because it's very stylized, like the original mm-hmm. uh, models, the two D models, yeah. which I really yeah. love. Yeah, but the rendering is very like. Yeah. No, you're right. Like yeah, Pixar, yeah. Disney esque. Yeah. But which, but yeah, so Klaus, like, I don't know. I think so. I was talking to people, and a lot of people were like, "Yeah, it's just like a Christmas movie." And I was like, "Okay." So I, I think I went in with relatively low expectations. Okay. Um, other other than it's beautiful because I mean it's been in the making for ten years and I've been following it since yeah. like there was the first test that released online, um, so it I was kind of just like oh I'll just watch it for the prettiness but I think the story was pretty good. Yeah, I think that the story for the most part was uh, very good. Uh, yeah. I think that the characters and the character characterization of Santa and the postman Je- uh, Jesper. Mm-hmm. He was really great. Um, I think that they did a really great job of casting people that fit those roles as well. Yeah. They did get some big names. We just talked about this last week about how we're not a big fan of, in the, you know, just getting a big name actor to voice an animated character just to say you have that person. Yeah. Um, but I think that they, they definitely cast uh, this movie extremely well. Yeah. There are no characters to me that really stood out to be like, oh, that's that actor for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it, well, they didn't. They they might have cast a big voice, but they didn't make that character that person. Right. Yes. Like it, they didn't make like true. a Beyonce character just be Beyonce in the movie. Yeah. 
or like uh you know will smith be will smith genie yeah 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 exactly yeah so uh yeah i think that the story and the characters and the art were amazing um Mm -hmm. there are like small little things that i would want to fix or change about the story but all in all i think it was really strong yeah, well, let's talk about those because let's talk about the story. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to, you want to do a little quick description real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, a postman who is awful at his job is tasked with creating a post office up north in a town where two families are at war. With the help of his new friend Santa Claus, they start delivering toys to young kids and try to end this centuries-long family feud. Hmm, 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 hmm. That's about it? Yeah. That's pretty much it. So it's it's like the it's like a new take on the origins of Santa, told yep. from the perspective of a you know a, a mailman, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what did you think about his character? Uh, so right off the bat, like the whole story was much different than I thought. Yeah. Um, uh, the previews and like the the animation test made them made the main character look like a happy go lucky postman. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I got in the movie and I was like, oh, he's Cusco from, uh, yeah, <laughs> from, he, he, uh, uh, Emperor's, Emperor's New Groove. Groove. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He had some very strong Cusco vibes. That's definitely, yep. uh, uh, what I took away from him, too. I mean, even the voice acting kind of had a similar feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way yep. that he moved around and was kind of frantic was very similar yep. to how he acts in the, in, uh, the wild when he's the llama, kind of lost. Yep. Uh, but I think that, he yeah he was a fantastic main character Mm -hmm. uh he was flawed perfectly but also charming enough that you still wanted him to kind of succeed and follow his story uh yeah i thought i thought he was really well done and then when you contrast him with klaus or klaus Mm -hmm. um who is this kind of bold a little bit more serious character a kind-hearted brute yeah uh i think that they play uh, extremely well mm-hmm. together yeah uh the postman is very self-centered and about himself and klaus is like a family man and e- even though he is by himself his motives and everything he does is because of his wife mm-hmm. um and the family that he wanted to create one day so i think that uh yeah those t- the two main characters were really really great yeah yeah for sure yeah, and just even just in their design, like their character design, mm-hmm. like one was huge, and one was like they were just so um, opposites. There was really a good play. Yeah, no, I think that uh, I I really love the design of Klaus as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even even the postman too. Like it's it's like a very unique style. He's got like the high waist and like a very mm-hmm. short like shirts and jackets, and he's lanky and. Um, it seems familiar, but also like new and new. fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, I, I've seen, I've seen this person before, but I don't know where. Like, he, yeah. Well, he a, definitely a lot of looks it was like definitely a new character. Yeah, it was definitely inspired by a lot of Disney. Mm-hmm. I feel like the animation was just like Disney, and then they it was like Disney Plus. They just they just animated like <laughs> right. traditionally, and then they they just caked on uh, lighting on there. Right. And lighting. So I think that has to do with uh, the fact that the director, creator, writer of this movie, uh, Sergio Pablo, he's a, mm-hmm. uh, a Disney animation veteran. Yeah. 
Like he's been at he's been working on Disney animated movies for years. A while. A long yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. So um I definitely see that influence. Um mm-hmm. in I, I the story and the style. Yes. I think that, you know, are very influenced by uh Well this, the Disney. story was definitely a lot darker than Disney would, would approach though, I think. You think so? Ah. Eh, like just uh, I guess not darker but a bit more mature. Like they were like a bit more like Disney tends to do dark but they lighten it up, you know. Like mm-hmm. if you look at the story like, "Ooh, that's a dark story," but they always kind of like lighten the mood a little bit more. Mm, okay, I see. I was what like you're this th- this one was more like I think I found the the tone and the story and everything matched quite a like it felt a bit more mature. Mhm. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it, it was definitely uh, a little bit more mature than a lot of mm-hmm. other animated movies. And um, I think too, because because I I was expecting like a jolly Christmas movie, and it was not. Mm. Like it was still jolly, obviously. Like it's still heartwarming and everything, but right. Like it it wasn't like right off the bat jolly. It was like completely not what I was expecting. Right. Yeah, but I think that. For the most part, the story was good. What so? How did you like the story itself? Well, I think, yeah, like for me, I think it was a really nice way to kind of separate Santa, like Santa Claus, from like his his magical kind of North Pole mm. thing. Because in, in almost everything, like like there was still some magic in this one, but I feel like they didn't shove it in your face. Yeah, um, and like. Uh, obviously he becomes spoiler alert this like magical being at the end where he shows up once a year but like we it's not about that it's more about like claus becoming santa claus right or klaus um and i don't know the, so the story was i think a mature take on a christmas kind of fairy tale and i think it worked pretty well to me mhm yeah, I mean, I think I, I liked that there was like a small town that was affected first, and then it kind of like you could like you know in the montage at the end it showed that it went beyond that town. Mm-hmm. So I f- it's nice that it was like contained to this like few characters small right. town. And, and I also like that um, with that kind of mass spread of Santa Claus, it happened mm-hmm. throughout the movie as well, like slowly, yeah. where it started mm-hmm. to go to to like towns and villages outside of this main area yeah yeah and and kids started to kind of come into this town to give their to mail their letters to santa Mm -hmm. and that way at the end when it does kind of spread it feels like um it naturally progressed yeah exactly yeah yeah um yeah i i also kind of liked that you got to hear um, and see Santa Claus's story and you know uh, lore, yeah. Where with without him being the main character, yeah, exactly. Um, he was almost a secondary character in this movie, yeah. where the postman J- uh, Jesper was definitely the main character. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I will say I think that that was part of the problem with the story for me. Oh. Uh, was at the end because I I really like that throughout the movie, but I think yeah. at the end they try to um 
they try too hard to have this you lied to me moment, which is a very oh, okay. huge stereotype yeah. in animated movies, especially. Yeah, that was um, my, my one gripe, too. It was like, well, he was changing his mind, though. Like, yeah. It, 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 it wasn't enough of a like sting to make everyone pissed off like they were. He also didn't really lie. Like, yeah. they knew that he was there to make a post office. They mm-hmm. knew that he was kind of a curmudgeon about it and really didn't want to be there. Yeah. Like, what was he lying about, really? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm sure... Like, they would have been shocked to hear that. I mean, but also, obviously, they wouldn't be shocked that, that he wanted to, that, that um, uh, he would have wanted to return. Like, yeah. a year ago, uh, from... Everybody wanted to leave. Every, yeah, everybody <laughs> wanted to leave. Like, he was very open yeah. about not wanting to be there. So, a year, when a year passes, and his dad comes to say, hey, I'm going to bring you back, why are they so shocked and, like, appalled? Yeah, and, and I find for me, for me, it's that he didn't even let him answer. They, yeah. they were just like, "Oh, he's, he's going back." It's like, "Well, this guy told me I was going back." Right? Like, I'm my own person. I could answer no. <laughs> like, I I also think that you didn't get enough of Jesper and Klaus being friends before uh, that big betrayal moment. Right. Like, you I think they built it up kind okay, of though. Like right before, like they had, but the, it ha- the but it was right the, before. The yeah. You know what I mean? Like that montage of them. Yeah, that montage of them building this kind of workshop and delivering the toys was very Mm -hmm. fast. uh, And like right before pretty much that betrayal, Um, they were kind of working together beforehand, but they were they knew that they weren't really close friends. And then they kind of showed that they grew grew. closer together Mm -hmm. in a montage and then immediately jumps to uh, that betrayal. So I think yeah. that it was very weak. Um, yeah, I think if they made him, because like they weren't super good friends when we started the montage. So if they made him just be like, "Yeah, I want coffee," like, mm. and maybe Klaus overheard him, so then he was just like pissed, right? Like, like not the way they filmed it, but the way like if the father met him at the, at the office and Klaus and the girl came up to the door and overheard that Klaus was like, God, yes, I want to go back home. This place is off. Like if he insulted right. him a little bit, but then on the way back realized like, oh no, those things aren't important to me. Right. came back. Or or even have it where um, you have him lie earlier on. Right. And, and that's what's revealed at the end. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. like he, he does something to He does say that he Klaus. wants to stay. Right. Like, yeah, yeah he, he does something to trick Claus into continuing to make toys. And then at the end, mm-hmm. um, it's somehow proven or shown that he was lying about it or something. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that, that betrayal felt very weak to me. Yeah. Um, also, I don't think it was needed. No. There was enough conflict. Like, they could have just made more conflict with the um, village people. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean that whole end scene with the the chase could have been there um, without that betrayal. Yeah, because Jesper could have taken the toys and tried to run away with them at the end mm-hmm. to save it, or you know, I don't know. I feel like something could have been done to yeah. have that big end scene, which I think that it was extremely fun too. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I it sounds like I'm griping on this like a lot and i don't think it was awful 
I just no. think that it, that was it was a slip the, up. Yeah, because I, I did feel that in the movie. Like when we were watching it, I definitely mm-hmm. went like, "But you didn't even let him answer." Yeah, <laughs> this is not you're being the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, but I think that that uh, that like final confrontation with the two families. I think mm-hmm. it was fantastic. I, the yeah, was the chase was so much fun. And then yeah. having having him lose all the toys at the end, I mm-hmm. thought was really cool. And having it be this switch, uh, switcheroo. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think that uh, uh, all in all, the story was really good and strong. I think that at the end, it had a little bit of a slip up, slip up but yeah. I think ended up uh, landing on its feet at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, was still a very strong movie that I'd really recommend. Yeah, and it, I, I found like they used montages a lot, mm-hmm. but they made them so beautiful that I didn't mind. Yeah, the passage of time because like they really nailed that like color palette for like day to night. Mm-hmm. Like every montage was almost like a treat. Visually. Right. Yeah, it was. This movie was just stunning. Like it, mm-hmm. it's so good. I, a lot of the movie is set in wintertime in the cold like the dead mm-hmm. cold but it still feels so like warm and heartwarming and and yeah. like personal. when they wanted to right yeah, yeah. uh mm-hmm. it's well they did the same thing with monana like they took a right a generally colorless world and kind of like pumped as much color as they could into it mm-hmm. you know yeah for sure um and i think like there was there was a lot of scenes that either use light or like um just to kind of like amp up the story yeah like they really did a really good job at like that thing well the lighting and texturing in this movie was fantastic for a 2d animated Mm -hmm. movie like it's so well done i really don't know how they did that yeah i mean i think so i've been following it for close to a decade right and they've released a lot but also not that much in the sense of like how they did it. Okay. So basically it's traditionally animated, so paper and computer. Mm-hmm. And it's clean like it cleaned up ink and paint and then they do a texturing and lighting phase, which is okay. usually more of a 3D thing. Right. But somehow without they they say they haven't used the traditional 3D meshes. They do have 3D in the movie, but for like the main characters they didn't use 3D meshes, so I'm guessing they did some kind of normal map projection on wow. 3D animation. Like, I don't know what they did, but it's clearly not just hand-painted, and but it, it's definitely computer-generated. Right. But I just don't know how they closed that gap of, like, painting every single frame and it looking completely computer-generated. That's so crazy. I, there's, there's some kind of proprietary software there, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I was going to say, they, they must used. have created something. Like they, yeah. they they must have created some sort of program for this. Yeah, because at the end of the movie, like they had a lot of animators, but they had a lot of lighting and rendering mm-hmm. people too, and those were painters and stuff. Right. Like that. So, um, I'm guessing there was some kind of, you know, you set up the character at the start of the scene, and then you kind of have that 3D projection. I don't right. know. Right. Yeah, that that's very ass, interesting. But, um, that's what it seems like because they have a lot of like pencil tests that mm-hmm. go up into the render and you see every stage and every stage is good, 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 good. And then it goes texture lighting and I'm like, what? How did you do that? <laughs> um, and yeah, they said they haven't, they didn't use the traditional kind of 3D pipeline. Wow. Um, they only use meshes for either reference or like when the reindeer or the boat was 3D. Like there, there was mm-hmm. some clear 3D moments. Um, so yeah, I'm really interested in seeing like kind of like more stuff come out now yeah, that it's out. I'm I hope sure that they do more. release more. 
Yeah. Or even like even if they release the software, like mm-hmm. instead of selling it, that would be really cool. Yeah. It really tie this two D three D thing together. Yeah, because um, I'd love to see more movies in this style. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope this is extremely successful. Me too. Um, I, it's I guess it's hard to say when yeah. uh, it's a Netflix original movie. But, like, speaking of successful, Netflix overtook um, Animation Award uh, nominations this year. Yeah. They took over Disney, so... One second, sorry. It's the name of the festival. Um, Annie Awards. Annie Awards, yeah. So they have 37. Disney only has 28. That's crazy. So that's, like, a really large lead for Netflix to just right. take. Like, this is the probably the first time in a while. And, and I don't necessarily mean uh, technically, like, technically or or um, critically i mean i i hope financially yeah i hope financially it's a big success i it's hard to get a gauge for that when it's on netflix yes you don't have a box office um no and even netflix doesn't really share numbers too much like they don't say how many views things have they don't they don't really so you gotta kind of have to go off Mm -hmm. like toy sales or like media buzz right like i don't know but i'm i'm guessing that uh, they won't have problems getting another movie. Yeah, in that studio I, I'm anyway. hoping so. Yeah. Well, this is a brand new studio. This is this studio was created yeah. by uh, the director. Yeah. So I'm guessing he probably broke free of Disney to be like, I want to make this thing. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I remember I following so him for a while, and I was just like, oh. And then I realized SPA is just Sergio Parabello's animation. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like him animation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He created. I think it's in Spain. Yeah. Uh, that this animation studio. So. Yeah, and it took them a while to get anybody to actually buy this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, for a while, they couldn't get anybody to fund it. And Netflix yep. came along with their infinite money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're... I, I, like, they they approve everything. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. what they... Like, I'd love to see a pitch that Netflix won't, like, listen well, I think, to. I like, think that's as long crazy. As, it's, as long as it's original, I think. Right. I don't... Th- like... Not that they don't do um, like re like you know overdone right. stuff, but I think in animation specifically, they seem to take like things that are mm-hmm. a bit like like Dragon Prince, like that was like you know an yeah. epic series that was three D rendered, so that was a bit of a risk for them. Um, they took uh, Klaus, which right. is you know a big thing, um, but I think too when they when you have something like Klaus had pencil tests and stuff long before Netflix came along, mm-hmm. so I think. They already had like it done. They just needed an injection of cash to kind of get it finished, right? Um, and like, why wouldn't you at that point as a company if you have the money? Yeah, like you see a movie that you're like, that's good, and it's almost done. All I need to give them is a little bit of money, and they get this done. And it's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah. seems a pretty easy. Oh, for sure. And yeah. and I'm very yeah I'm very happy and thankful that Netflix is doing this too because we're mm-hmm. getting some amazing stuff. Absolutely, um, and I think it's the only way that they're gonna fight. Disney Plus, yeah, like it's the only way is that they're gonna have to be innovative. Yeah, as Disney Plus does the, the nostalgia, their original and their like reboot kind of stuff is is mm-hmm. all really good. Like Klaus is amazing, Shira, Shira is good, Voltron so good. was for the most part very good. Most part, yeah, I fell off the, the yeah. wagon halfway through there, but yeah. um, so it's and it's all feels like fresh and new, and there's a lot of really mm-hmm. great stuff on there. The new Green Eggs and Ham. TV show is also really fun. I've only watched, mm, yeah, I watched the first it. few no. episodes of it, but it's very good. Yep. It's it's animated very similarly to Klaus or Klaus. Yeah. Um but they had a huge budget though. I think, oh, I think Klaus came. Yeah. Yeah, they had like 5 or 6 million per episode. Yeah, this was this was a 40 for Klaus? Yeah, 40 million. 
Yeah, so that's so like, for me. Klaus is on another level. And, yeah, but anyway, you you get you know. Yeah, they're both good. It's just Klaus is. They just did something. Mm-hmm. They did something that not many people have done. Yeah, and like if the, if you've done this style, it's usually like a very short thing. It's like a tech demo or something. Mm-hmm. But this is a full feature in this style. Like and yeah. it almost made you forget like that you were watching a two D film, but you also weren't feeling like it was a computer thing. So like. I don't know. It was very, I don't know, mm-hmm. magical in that way, I guess. Yeah, it really brought me back to those good old days where it was 2D animated movies coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope that more 2D animated movies are approved. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I think that if Disney were to come out with a 2D animated movie today, it would be mm-hmm. so extremely successful. As long as they, like, fund it correctly right like it's not just like yeah we'll do it it's like they really put right we'll be you know with with how beautiful and successful this movie is um Mm -hmm. and how huge disney is right now and and also like everybody loved like the media like pop culture and media today is about nostalgia Everything mm-hmm. is nos- nos- yeah. is nostalgia. Going back to well, we all remember things a like time where our planet wasn't dying, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, so I think that if you brought back that classic two D animation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bring in another fairy tale and do something new and fun with it, I think it would be so yeah. good and successful, and it would revive so. uh, that medium. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, it would definitely need a. Well, I think there's generally been a revival of 2D though. I feel like I I think like I think like for it, television yes, um, but for movies like yeah, but like all I the don't, short films and stuff like there's a lot of short films. There's a lot of short films, but now for 2D. So I think big like, budget short films are usually like a start to a, a feature. Like, yeah, it's usually like they're testing something. Yeah, I don't know. So I we'll I hope it. I hope so. Uh, like mm-hmm. because a lot of a lot of, if not all, of the big budget movies are three D now. Mm-hmm. Because but like it's... even like even not not necessarily like even if it's not just two D, but like in Spider Verse and Klaus and like Peanuts, like all these movies borrow heavily on two D. So at least they're using some two D skills in right. their movies, and I think that's where like the best ones with marriage of the two kind of like mm-hmm. styles. They'll be the like Klaus is basically the marriage of like high tech, but also like uh, traditional and it looks beautiful so i mm-hmm. think the more we do that in spider-verse where people like you know drew over frame by frame or did some smears frame by frame like those yeah. are beautiful like everything you do just seems like more care you know mm-hmm. like a home-cooked meal yeah no that is that's a perfect way to to describe it yeah it, these these like these movies feel very personal mm-hmm. and you can tell that a lot of love went into this movie where yeah a lot of other 3D animated movies in general, they feel like it's a formula and it's Mm -hmm. like part of a machine. Yeah. And they're enjoyable, don't get me wrong, but it's not the same. It doesn't have that same feel where Spider-Verse and Klaus and, you know, movies like that, they they feel warm and alive. Well, some of them like almost feel like the executive table making decisions you yeah know? for sure you know you have the you have to have the, the three characters and the you know the, they kind of have like that checklist that goes yeah through. you have the characters you have the sidekicks you've got the comedy yeah. relief you've yeah. got the modern day jokes 
You got the 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 songs. You got the songs like when the three you songs. <laughs> when you write with a bird, it's called tweeting. Yeah. You got all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, to finish off with uh, Klaus talk, I, I think it's fantastic. You should definitely mm-hmm. watch this movie. It's perfect for yep. this time of year. It's perfect Absolutely. for any time of year, really. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be one of my like yearly watches for you know? sure. Like kind of like the oh, it's Christmas season, time to get in the mood. And I I already want to go back and revisit them. this movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think for me, the one last thing it was the music was kind of not that it was bad. Like the original score was really good. But yeah, when they the score was in, good, but yeah, when they brought in like pop songs and stuff. I kind of felt. But I think that's a general note in all movies. Yeah. Pop songs kind of kick me out. Yeah, it was a little strange, especially since this felt like a period piece. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. There were no cars. That, that's absolutely correct. It, yeah. it, it, I don't know. It felt very uh, out of place at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think agree. it's too bad, too, because they always kind of seem to happen when a, when a f- kind of fun... Like, they did a lot of, like... This is like all the legends about Santa Claus, like the naughty list, and he knows what you're doing even when you're sleeping. Right. Like all those things, like they kind of made little scenes. Yeah. But then when he would bring them up, they would they would top it off with a pop song or something, yeah. or like a hip hop song, and I'd be like, nah, okay. Right. You, you didn't ruin it, but like <laughs> you kind of, I don't know. There's a fly in my soup, you know? Yeah. Like it's just like, ugh. But, so that was my main, <laughs> right. that, I think that was my main complaint. The story was... Like I I I forgave it pretty quick for doing that. It was yeah. mostly just me going like, "Hey, but you didn't let him talk," and but the music was more like a, eh, "I wish they didn't do that." But, right. You know. I think it also helped a little bit for me that I didn't recognize any of the pop songs. No, me either. Uh, and it might be original songs for the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah, maybe. But they just felt modern. Yeah. Which the piece didn't. So anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for for me on 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 Klaus. Mm-hmm. Very good. I would recommend. Yeah, definitely highly With recommend. With a cup of hot movie. chocolate and some some thick socks. Mm-hmm. It's snowing warm outside. Oh uh, yeah, warm up by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so you want to move on to talking about stuff in the news or stuff we just want yeah. to talk about? I guess it doesn't have to be news. Yeah. We can just talk about whatever. Just whatever. Yeah. How are you, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? No, oh, that's good. I'm pretty good. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, I got something. Oh. oh, I already said that. Uh, Tell me. No, that's that was the the Netflix overtakes uh, Disney. Oh, that was, that was yeah. my big piece of news, but I already fit that in. Well, I, I guess we can also talk about um, the fact that Klaus was nominated for uh, an Academy Award for Best Animated oh, Feature. It? Yeah, like uh, like Oscars Academy. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Yeah. I, hope it, I actually do hope it wins because not that I like Disney's obviously a, a, mm-hmm. a great animation studio and like the fact that they're attached to the Disney company is almost like a separate thing. Right. But like, I don't know. It just seems like give somebody else a chance for a while. Yeah. Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, Klaus, and another one. I can't. Oh, Missing Link. Right. Uh, and then I think that there's there's one more that I'm missing. Uh, we're all nominated. Was it How to Train Your Dragon? How to Train Your Dragon. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Um. So, and out of all of those, I think Klaus is the best one. Yeah, I, I really well. I, I, I haven't seen but... Frozen yet. No, me I'm either. going to see it on Friday. 
Um, so I will let you know how that is. So by the time this episode's on air, you will have seen it. Yes. Yeah, that's true. By the time this comes out, I have seen Frozen. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep my comments about it a secret. Oh, forever. No, it's just because I don't know it. Um, yeah, I, I think I have seen all of them, again, except for Frozen 2, because I ha- mm-hmm. it's still in theaters. So I haven't gone to go see it yet. Klaus yeah. is is for sure the, the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really talked about Toy Story 4 on this list or on this podcast, have we? Not really. Well, we haven't watched it as like a, a thing. Yeah. Um, I, so the Toy Story franchise is my favorite. Like the first three are like some of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Toy Story is probably, you know, one of the reasons why I am an animator. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up watching them and loving them and um, they're very close to me. And when I started to go to college, that's when Andy started to go to college. Yeah. And, you know, Beautiful. Grew, I kind so of followed you. grew up. Yeah. I kind of grew up yeah. with those characters, both Andy and the toys. And, it, you know, really, um, really personal for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that Toy Story 4 was a little weak mm. uh, com- in comparison. Yeah. I felt like it. Yeah. Um, wasn't as good. I think it, it was beautiful. It's probably the best looking. One Absolutely. Of I mean, every time, every sure. time a Pixar movie comes out, it it's right. You know, they blow the the cap off that like, what was possible. That with beginning and stuff, like, scene with the rain and them saving mm-hmm. RC, it's yeah. so beautiful. Like, yeah, the rain is fantastic in, in that mm-hmm. scene. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I I don't know. I don't think I would vote for Toy Story for for the best one. No, um, I I, I also really think, like for me though, mm-hmm. like Oscar is like. A sequel, not that it should never get an Oscar. I just find like you've already established that world. You're not, you're telling a new story, but not a new experience. So, yeah, I, suppose I don't know. So. To me, it's kind of like, I don't know, though. Something I, new and fresh. I feel like Toy Story 3, though, deserved to win, which it did. Right. Right. Because it, it, I think it probably, let me, let me see. That was 2010. So let's see what other movies mm-hmm. came out in 2010 or what else was nominated. So, Toy Story came out in 2011. Okay. So, Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3, right. Yes. So, it was um, part of the 2010 Academy Awards. Wait, it came out in 2011 and it's 2010? Yeah. That's Wouldn't how... it be 9 and 10? No, and 11 and 12? You'd think so, but what? I don't know. It's weird. Okay. <laughs> it's under 2010. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. That is weird. I think you got your facts wrong. Wait a second. Oh, Toy are we Story discovering th- something? No, I was right. It okay. came out in 2010. Right. But it was part of the 2011 Academy Awards because the Academy Awards okay, are in sense. February. Yes, so I yeah, was right. Toy Story 3 came out in 2010. Uh-huh. I'm taking my Pixar badge back. Cool. Good, good, good. I hope just blow it off. Just like... Yeah. All right. Wipe off the dust. Um, so Toy Story 3 came out. The Illusionist, which I have not seen. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be hard to... Really judge it. Judge that and say that Toy Story... Well, I mean, it's not like the Academy Awards actually do it anyway. So. Right. 
That's true. Like <laughs> my but kid, but my kid loved the Toy Story. So yeah, uh, give the vote to that one. And then How to Train Your Dragon also came out. Right. So it was only those three movies nominated for best animated feature. Yeah. Then yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't see Illusionist either. I bet you Illusionist is probably pretty good. Right. But um, Toy Story three. I uh, definitely deserved it over Howard Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Two or one? The first one. Okay. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie, though. It, it was. Yeah, I don't know. But I think that Toy Story 3 was the strongest. Yeah, like, I think it, it was more inventive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I still like new worlds, though. Like, I like just don't... New characters, new worlds, new things. Toy Story 3 was very good, though. Like, yeah. They did very good at, like, kind of, like, re-exploring old characters, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that is the only sequel that won. The animation. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Mm, so. I mean, it was a good sequel. I'll give it yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm really curious to see what's going to win. Because usually it's whatever gets the biggest buzz that year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and has Netflix won? Like, has how is Netflix doing in the Oscars? I don't know. I, feel I like think it's a very snubbed. new thing. I yeah. think that well, that actually kind of leads into the next thing I wanted to talk about with the Irishman. Oh, good, perfect. Uh, you? I don't know. Have you heard of that movie? Wait, That's oh, the, it's the uh, new Scorsese movie. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually saw that in theaters. Oh. Uh, they did like a limited run of it and the mm-hmm. like small theater here in Windsor uh, actually yep. put it on and did, did a showing okay. of it. And I, so is it, is, it, is, it, is it a Netflix movie? It is a Netflix original movie. Hmm. Um, but they did a short run of it beforehand in theaters. And mm-hmm. I believe that was to bypass that whole should Netflix movies that don't go to right. theaters be nominated or not. Yeah, because there was people that were like, well, it's not the experience of the cinema. And it's like, okay, well... Right. I don't know. It's still a very good movie, isn't it? So Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. But... It's also a very Cloud, good way to do it, though. Klaus like, is nominated now, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But like even like for Netflix movies to just do like a two to three week or one month, you know, two weeks maybe in the theaters, and then you can keep running in the theater, but also have it on Netflix so people that love theaters can go. Mm-hmm. People that love just sitting at home in the pajamas like me can just watch them. Yeah. Um, and then no one gets spoiled. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good to me because everything's digital now. Like there's no – like before it yeah. was like you had to remaster it and put it put it on like a videotape or a DVD and like get that shipped worldwide. And then – Right. So it made sense that it took time, but now it's like you just have the digital files. Like just put it online too. No, make let me pay for it. Right. That's my thoughts. No, no, I I agree. So it's won six Academy Awards. Yeah. Twenty nine nominations. <whistles> and that's just the past three years. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. the okay. first one nominated looks like it's um best documentary short subject with the White Helmets and Extremists right. were nominated in 2017 and it won Best Documentary Short Subject that year. So, yeah, just in the past three years. Oh, mm. 2015 as well. Boom. B- with Virunga. So, yeah, okay, a little bit longer than that. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that, so that's that's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm happy that... They aren't making it exclusive to just movies that have been to theaters. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Irishman. So uh, 
I don't think that we're ever really going to do a review of this movie, so I'm just going to talk about it real quick right now. I thought it was yeah, really... Yeah, I haven't seen it. Don't spoil it. I won't. Don't spoil it for our audience either. I won't. I won't. Um, okay. I thought it was They won't very, forgive you. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Um, but I also think it was a little long. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people are going to kill me for saying this. Yeah, but it, it, I don't know. It, I feel like a movie like two hours should just be like... A nice two hours. See, I, I don't know. I don't mind three, three and a half hour long movies. Mm-hmm. It that doesn't have a reason. Yes, um, this movie felt like it had a lot of stuff that should have been trimmed out, um, mm-hmm. and it was just long because they wanted to cram in as much as they could, and they didn't want to cut anything out. And because it's a Netflix right. movie, they can make it however long they want. Right. Yeah. Um, like it was so long. And it felt long. How long was it? That the movie theater I went put in an intermission. Oh, it that's was, a funny it joke. was not given. No, no, no. For, for real. It, no, I know. They, they, <laughs> they weren't like, it's not like the movie was sent with an intermission. Like, here's where it pauses and there's right. a break. They, they, they literally break paused the movie. Everybody got up for 15 minutes and then we went back that's in funny. and watched it again. Watched the, the last huh. half of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it but it was good. Uh, uh, I uh, I enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I have to watch it. Is it on Netflix now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 now on Netflix, and I hmm. I don't think it's for everybody. If you like that mafia mob well, Scorsese a, yeah, type it's a Scorsese movie, Scorsese you'll film. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, I'd recommend it, but I I would also put an asterisk on it, saying it's not for everybody. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, what else did you want to talk about? I had a little piece of gaming news. Ooh, Lay I on finished me. Pokemon. Oh, nice! It's very good. I haven't yet, but yep. I've just been busy. And my first instinct was like, "Oh, it's a good Pokemon ending," and then I realized I haven't really finished a Pokemon game since the first one. Okay. Because. Because Let's Go is also the first one. Right. So I'm, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't, you know. Yeah, so I, I shouldn't compare because I don't know the ending okay. of the game. So anyway, but it was fun. But also, I just read that Riot Games settled a lawsuit and will pay every female employee since 2004. Um, I don't know how much each person's getting, but they put a $10 million fund. So it's going to be at least a little bit of money, hopefully. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. So they've been so wait, pretty poo poo. So they're 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 doing what exactly? They're they're like paying them well, back. Basically, every for... female employee is getting a some kind of money. Hopefully, it's not just like twenty. That's but awesome. 10 million, I'm guessing. I'm guessing there probably only is like being five hundred employees, maybe. Right. So like that's still thousands of dollars each, right? Dang. So I don't know. I, maybe maybe more than that. I don't know. I, bit Riot's pretty big. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's all female because they had a, a really bad lawsuit and like reputation of like the wage gap like, and everything direct direct or um sexism but also just like yeah like just not allowing women to like kind of like flourish in in that job you know wow. so i think it was it was really just like toxic if you were uh female so basically i think the court ordered them to just like pay all females that went through this building some money to make up for that that's because like crazy. it's you know it not to to say like sexual harassment thing is bad but like it goes as small as like 
you know, you get you don't get your raise because your boss doesn't respect you or like right. there's so many small things that that even if a, a woman was only there for a month, she still deserves something to That's, make up for that wow. discrimination. That's a huge yeah. win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it, so. It's sad. It's also sad at the same time that it has to come to this. Get where that big. Yeah. You, you have to. Well, it's been two like, or three years. The and... only reason you're treating people equally is because you don't want a lawsuit and you don't want to lose money. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. It's sad that it's come to that point where you're forcing people to choose between, you know, equality or losing money. Like that's crazy. Yeah. But. Yeah. At least something is happening now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, the game industry was really plagued with that yeah. kind of, like, bro attitude. So I think this one... But, I mean, not all studios, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, this one was notoriously pretty bad. So yeah. I'm glad something at least changed there. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I think that will, like, hopefully, you know, start changes everywhere so that... We don't have to you don't do it again. But. I hope so. And I hope that ripples throughout, you know, every industry. Mm-hmm. I hope that becomes a new precedent and, and that ha- starts happening with animation as well. Yeah. Well, I think games was always kind of. Yeah. I, I, I've but also heard that. Not great yeah. Either, I guess. So. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think like with stuff like Netflix, again, it's that they look for female creators and they look True. for like they do. They do specifically kind of look for them. So. They kind of give that chance because, like, um, Shira had a lot of uh, female kind of mm-hmm. influence on it, and I don't know. I think I think it's changing. It's just slower than a lot of people yeah. would like, yeah, or faster than some people would like, which is where the problem comes. But they just need to move. So, mm-hmm. well, that's probably uh, one of the reasons why Shira is so great because it's mm-hmm. it's written by the people it's about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the people it's for, like if it, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would be very different if it was directed or created by a, you know, boardroom full of adult men. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Trying yeah. to, tar- oh, absolutely. you know, have a target audience of little girls, yeah. right? That, that you can always tell when it's forced and when. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 80s hero, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. is fun and campy to look at, but it's also like. Painful. If that came out now, you'd yeah. be like, oh, Yeah. So I, yeah. that's probably why Shira is so successful too in the stories mm-hmm. and the art is so good it's because they yeah. they got people that were actually passionate about it to work on it mm-hmm. yeah exactly. and i mean that goes yeah. back to what we were talking about yesterday or yesterday um last podcast with sonic mm-hmm. the the person that that joined the team for the redesign was somebody who started out by modeling and doing fan art online and was yeah. so good at it that they brought him on to art direct uh and redesign yeah redesign sonic so you bring people on that are passionate about the subject and it will always turn out good yeah it it really will like even if it's even if the story is weak or some elements are wrong Mm -hmm. you can you can feel and see the passion behind it and you know that there there's at least going to be some elements to it that are going to be very strong yeah exactly so yeah this seems like a really great um Great step. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Ryan doesn't have the money. They True. have a ton of cash. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I, yeah, hopefully it's enough for, I don't, I hope, I really hope it's not like $30 each, something stupid like that. I'm sure it's, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, well, if, if that 
turns out to be the case, I'm sure you'll be hearing about the story again yes, on next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you see the um, that E.T. commercial that just came out? Oh, yes. I watched it. Okay. What did you think? It's really boring. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I watched it, and I don't know if it was like, because I was right after work, and I just wasn't in the mood for cute okay. or something, but like it bored me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, and like I, I actually wanted to look at the original ET because I find his eyes are not good. I liked it. You know, I think that they used a puppet for this. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they used much CG at all. No, um, it felt it felt very close to the original. I love that they brought the original cast back. Like they brought Elliot mm-hmm. back. Um, yeah. I think the the callbacks were fun and cute. And it was surprisingly yeah. touching for a commercial. Yeah. Um, I But I hate when that happens. When they bring something back and they like pull at your heartstrings, but then it, it's like a company putting on yeah. a mask to trick you yeah. into we liking it. We saw your it. company. Um, that's really kind of what I want to talk about with it was just like. Right. I, I don't even. Was it Verizon? I don't. It was like yeah, a Xfinity. Xfinity. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it felt both fun and, and cool, but also, like, evil and cold and calculating. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, didn't see, I didn't see the fun. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just, I, it, it seems so commercially. Yeah. Like, look, it's E.T., you remember? Mm-hmm. And you remember this kid? He's a grown-up now. <laughs> the plant. It's awake. And you're just like, yeah, all right, I get it. Yeah. And the world's different. There's VR. That's funny. I, you know, I it really makes me curious and makes me want to go back and rewatch E.T. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, too, like, the commercial didn't really have the tone of the movie. Like, I just, mm. they just kind of made it like, Do you remember, it's so heartwarming. And I'm like, I don't know. Is it? It's some, like, naked alien. Your kid's cuddling with it. I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just because E.T., he didn't have an endearing moment in this commercial. It's just like, do you remember? Mm. And I just don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's completely so, fair. Poo-poo on that commercial from me. <laughs> um, okay. The last thing I want to talk about before we leave mm-hmm. uh, was, did you hear about um, this Uh-oh. item that went on sale on eBay a few days oh, ago? No. No. Um, it was a listing for uh, the script for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. And a lot of people thought it was fake, so nobody... I don't think anybody bought it. Yeah. Um, But it turned out to be real. Ooh. Um, and I guess John Boyega, the actor who plays Finn in Star Wars, yeah. he was in yeah. a hotel... And he was reading it late at night, and then he was falling asleep, so he put it under the bed, and in the morning when he got up, he left, and he forgot the script underneath the bed in the hotel room. Yeah. So somebody found it and tried to put it on eBay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So apparently the script is floating around online somewhere. I'm sure you can find it on Reddit. Or something like that. Uh, Spoiler alert. So be care yeah, be careful for that. I've I've already muted everything i could possibly think of star wars related on twitter so mm-hmm. 
Because yep. that's coming out in Jeez two Louise. weeks. Well, three weeks. It's the 19th. Is that yeah. when I'm going, so. Hmm. Yeah. So be careful for that. Are you excited? Yeah. I I really like uh I really love Star Wars. Um I yep. I enjoy the sequel trilogy more than most, I think. Um mm-hmm. I feel like it's very divided. It's also hard to be like, I really love Star Wars right now because the Star Wars fandom is really nasty, nasty a lot of times, and a lot of the fans not like in the fun, sexy way. It's just they're just they're mean. they're mean. Yeah, like it, it's insane how divided everything is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I think that this is and should be the last Star Wars movie, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they make, yeah, well, I I, I definitely have, and it's the same thing with Marvel. I have Star Wars fatigue, and I just. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be excited because I did enjoy the sequels. Right but now, I don't like I don't care that much. Yeah, because there's just been so much Star Wars in my face. Yeah, and I feel like it takes away the magic of a unique world. And that goes back to my ho- point earlier of like I just want new stuff. Right, like just show me new. And, and that that's the thing too. I don't think it's the world that I'm tired of. I think it's the same characters, mm-hmm. um, and the same yeah, stories. Well, same same setting. Yeah, same, like. Like if they did a, a Knights of the Old Republic game movie, right? Like that's a different world. It's that still would the be same, fun. Like, there's lightsabers in the force. Even but, even like, the Mandalorian different. feels different. Um, it still right. feels Star. It, it still feels like Star Wars, but because it's new characters and a new setting and a new plot, everything feels fresh. But it mm-hmm. also feels familiar because it's this world that you know, but yeah. a brand new story. So uh, that's why I'm having so much fun with Mandalorian, and I I really hope that. In a lot of the future movies that they do, it's with brand new characters and brand new stories. I, yeah. I don't want to see yeah. any more mo- spinoff movies. Like, they're doing a new Obi-Wan movie and Ewan McGregor is coming back, which, sure, that's fun. And you're getting the original mm-hmm. cast. It's, it's cool. But I'm also, yeah. like, do we need to know more? No, exactly. There's a cartoon that covers a lot of it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that already cover. But So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And speaking of things that maybe should or shouldn't get done, oh, wasn't there something that you wanted to talk about? Something that maybe Johnny Depp is writing? Oh, yeah, that's true. So Can you do it in five minutes? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about this real quick, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny Depp is producing this new musical, and it's an unofficial musical, unlicensed musical musical about Michael Jackson and the story of Michael Jackson told from the perspective of his glove. <laughs> and it's going to be called For the Love of the Glove. Uh, that's a good title. Yeah, it's a title. Yep. <laughs> it's a title, all right. Yep. I, I mean, I also feel like there are so many other titles that could have been Subjects. better. So many yeah. subjects that could have been better. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know when you have a ton of money, you just uh, you just do yeah. that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know. Why wouldn't they call it "Glove Never Felt So Good"? Oh, that's a much better. That's so much. That's a Michael Jackson song. Ah, oh, that's so much better. What? Like, oh. I, that's probably the worst part for me is the fact that, the, title. the title. I hate it so much. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Eh, right. It's gonna be weird. I don't, and I honestly don't think it's 
actually going to get made. I don't think it's going to no, see the light of day not. because the Jackson estate is going to come in and shut this down right away. Yeah. It's Yeah, I would imagine. Mm, yeah. There's the Disney of the music world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So good luck Johnny Depp. Also Johnny yeah, Depp, what luck. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What made you like think yes, this is what I want to spend my money on. Yeah. This is what I want to like, spend so them much good money. pirate dollars on. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, good luck. All right, Joel, yeah. tell tell me what we're or, watching next whatever. week, please. No, I... Oh shit. Right. That's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Hold up. Okay. Uh, and it's a new computer, so I can't even just go on Netflix. Oh no. <laughs> no. I can do phone. I can do phone. Okay. okay Are you going to pick a Netflix one? Uh, yeah. We can also do a Disney Plus one. <gasps> You're right. Let's do that. Let's do more animated films. Okay, yeah. Oh, you know what? Let's do... Oh, no. Joel. Joel, you're gone. Atlantis. You're, oh, okay. Inch? Lost Empire. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes. Okay. That, I think so. I watched it like two weeks ago, but I'm up for watching it again. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I don't want to go into this too much, but this is one of my favorite Disney animated movies ever. Listen, listeners, Josh says this about every Disney movie, so you just... You just blank that out. That's true. There's a lot. I okay. My my top Disney animated movies are Treasure Planet, Atlantis, okay, M- Moana. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's really those three. Um, I'm not counting. Pixar. Well, I just watched Treasure Planet, so we could do that one too. <laughs> uh, we could do a double feature. Does, does that work? Could we do that? Could no? Maybe let's do we one. Should. Should we? Yeah. The two the two Disney's bastard children? Yeah. And then we can talk about how... Yes. Okay. Let's do two. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. Let's try it. I, you know what? Double barrel. I'm leaving all this in, too. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Okay. We're doing both. Yeah. Uh, Treasure Planet and Atlantis. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. This is going to be a wild one. I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to do it. No, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll probably mix up both movies. <laughs> we probably just, will. Yeah. This is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. But you know what? You got to try new things. <laughs> you got to. This is our 12th episode. We got to shake it up. I think we're past 12. We're on 13th we're on episode. 13. Shake it up. Yeah. Wait, this is the 14th episode. We're on the 14th episode. Shake it up. <laughs> I <laughs> think. <laughs> let me check real quick. Um... Yeah, this is 14. Wow, 14. Wow. We're getting old. Wow. Okay. Oh, we're going to be syndicated soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's... All right, outro time. Exciting. Yeah, let's end this thing. Um, Well, that's it for J&J Lose the Plot. Yeah. Join us next week for Atlantis and Treasure Planet. Yeah, our first double feature. Um, and if you guys want to check us out, you can check us out on Twitter and Facebook at J and J lose the plot. We put out questions all the time that Boom. we, uh, we want you guys to answer. And we'd also yep. love to hear from you guys, what you think about the podcast, what you think about the Absolutely. movies. So, uh, give us a review on Apple podcasts. That'll really help us out. And, five star, um, please. five star, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, before we go, I'd like to thank the musical ghost for the use of our theme song, swing all night and day. 
I'd like to thank you for watching with your ears. Yep. All right. Bye. See you next week.